0: The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877 337 6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus.
2: Good morning, good morning. Inside the one o'clock hour on the fan. Your boy KM. It's not 2 a.m. yet. This is a special edition of the, um, I don't know, after Brooklyn Nets, KM to 2 a.m., late night before the overnight. I will definitely be listening to C-Mac on my ride home. Hopefully that traffic ain't too crazy, but if it is, it is what it is. For the most part, uh, you know, I listen to C-Mac on the free Odyssey app, not even trying to plug C-Mac or plug, just telling you guys how how I roll, I, I leave here, i Plug the phone into the car play. I listen on the Odyssey app because when you ride through the tunnel, it'll usually break up, and then I'll miss what C Max saying and it is open. And then when I get to the crib, thirty five, forty five, an hour, whatever it takes. Later, I pause on the phone. I go upstairs. I connect my uh, earbuds. Hit play again, and then I usually get something to eat, watch Sports Center, chill with my cat, try to wind down. And I don't think I'm winding down tonight. There's still. News coming out there. So we just talked to a caller about the Yankee situation at third base, and he suggested Jaime Candelario. They should go out and get Candelario, right? It was uh, rumored that at the deadline the Cubs were going to, or that the Nationals were going to move him to the Cubs, and they did. And I know people wanted the Yankees to pursue him. Well, the Reds are signing Jaime Candelario as they had a big year last year. They almost made the postseason last year. The Reds go out there and scoop him up. So now, you know, the winter meetings are over today. It's officially over. The winter meetings were December 3rd to 6th. It's a wrap today. But now guys are coming off the board. You probably already heard Eduardo Rodriguez signs with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They had a big year. $80 million deal for the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks. And, you know, now we're still waiting for the big fish, Shohei Ohtani, which is crazy, right? Ohtani should have been first. Nope, Otani beats to his own drum. He's doing things secretly. He's doing things his own way. But we all know it's really like he's going back to Anaheim. Doubt it. He's going to go to Canada and play for the Blue Jays. I doubt it. But maybe maybe he doesn't want to stick it to the the team that uh, birthed him in MLB and go be a Dodger because they're the crosstown rival. I don't know. 877-337-6666. What I do know is Cody Bellinger is not going to be a Yankee now. That would make no sense. Why would they go sign Cody Bellinger now? They got Verdugo. They got Grisham in this deal. They're not going to sign Cody Bellinger. So the talk that we had of Clay Bellinger's kid putting on the pinstripes, that's done. And I wouldn't want to pay what they're saying he's going to make. Now, I am interested in seeing what happens with Jordan Montgomery. I know a lot of Yankee fans talked about a reunion with Monty, but I also said they, they traded Monty. They're not going to pay Jordan Montgomery what he's going to make on the market now. As a World Series champion, as a, a proven hefty lefty, but maybe there's some spite in him. Maybe he's still mad at the Yankees. Maybe Steve Cohen can bring him to Queens. Maybe he wants to reconnect with his boy Sevi. And then you got a solid left handed pitcher in that rotation. Eight seven seven I'm not interested in Matt Chapman. I'd rather DJ. Let's see if DJ's got it, man. When DJ's right, he he's an important bat in this lineup, a contact bat in this lineup who can also hit for power when he's right. And like I said, it at the end of the year with Sean Casey, they figured something out. He wasn't figuring it out with Dylan Lawson, but maybe he'll figure it out with uh now I'm blanking on the the brother that they hired. Uh new Yankees hitting coach. I'll have to get familiar with his name. James Rawson. I have to Get familiar with the Yankees uh, as they're finalizing their coaching staff and whatnot. But, yeah, tonight is the night that we celebrate Juan Soto. It got done. All of the rumors, all of the hype. You know, I heard them doing uh, Cinco de 5-0, and they did the, like, Juan Soto calls. I'm like, we were doing that, like, a month ago, like November 15th. I was having people call in and give their Juan Soto calls. What would John Sterling say? John's probably working on it. I'm, I think I should randomly call John tomorrow. Hey, John, it's Keith. Who? Keith McPherson, you know, tell me something cool. Oh, hey, Keith, how's it going? How you doing, my boy? Like, yo, you you working on them bars for Soto? You got something catchy for Juan Soto? It's got to be good, John. And it, it could be, like, something more modern. Let me know if you need some help. We'll put our brains together. We'll figure that out. Let's go to Mark in California listening on the free Odyssey app. What's up, Mark?
3: What's going on? Um. I called in about a couple days ago. We were talking about Michael King. And, and look, it went down. But um, if you're the Padres, because everyone's talking Yankees, man, and I had to turn my Twitter off, bro, because the Yankee fans are like, but did
1: the next 20 World Series? It's over. Like,
3: everyone's going crazy, dude. Like, oh, my gosh. So um, the Padres, okay, everyone's talking that they're selling. Their lineup is still pretty good with Dander Bogart, Machado, Machado, Patty. Awesome, like Kim. their lineup is still, they, they can afford to lose. Soto here Fernando months, Tatis right? Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Say that 10 times. Um But realistically, you just got Michael King, who I know Yankee fans, you included, are kind of like, eh, two subs, 350 ERA seasons. Can handle a starting role. Drew Thorpe, very good. Johnny Brito, you saw a little bit of him. You, you throw Higgy in there, which if I'm Higgy, I'm mad, bro, because I'm just like everyone's talking about him coming back. <laughs> he hits two to three clutch homers every year, and now he goes in the deal. You're like, what the heck? But Go out there and be dude, Gary
2: Sanchez. Go out there and be the new Gary Sanchez dude, for them.
3: This is a steal from Cashman. This is a steal. I know.
2: This this and whole winter meeting, look. Cashman finesse. That's why I made him the costume. He goes big shot. He essentially bro. gave up nobody from, nobody, from last year's bro. team to get to change the outfield completely.
3: Yeah, dude. Like, and you take a look at some of the deals that Cashman has made. None of them have really panned out. Remember James Kaplan? Yeah, he's done all right. But like a lot of the deals that the prospects that Cashman has yeah, given up. Yeah, them, I
2: remember him with the Oakland A's. Like, uh, yeah, we faced but, him. Yeah,
3: yeah, they haven't really. I mean, they, they traded. You know. Uh, John Murphy Jr. for, you know, uh, Aaron Hicks, which, (laughs) hey, thank God John Murphy Jr. didn't turn into a hitting machine, but that move didn't pan out. So could this move not pan out for San Diego? Yeah, I think Thorpe and King are going to pan out. I don't really like Brito and Randy Vasquez, but to give up King and to do it now because the teams that are out on Otani are going to pivot to Soto to get it done right now is huge, bro.
2: To be in the <laughs> front of the line, and, and A.J. Preller came out there, and he said there were ten teams that checked on Juan Soto and three were at the final table having conversations, and I think Cashman said, no, 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 right? Because we heard the rumors that, oh, uh, talks have stalled or there's this and this going on, and now they're right. they're not talking, and they probably weren't talking. Because, I was thinking quickly all over again, bro. I was like, oh, my gosh, bro. Bruh, don't even bring that. I remember <laughs> and then that came right back to Yankee Stadium with the Phillies jersey. <laughs> Um, but right, yeah, dude. I think Cashman threw his weight around a little bit, and even though we disrespect him as fans because of all the, you know, bonehead moves that we have seen, I think he does still have respect when he walks into those rooms. He does; he definitely has the respect of an AJ Preller. Uh, some of these right. younger GMs might not bow to him, but I think Cashman still can throw his weight around at a place like the Winter Meetings. Yeah.
3: Yeah, dude, he makes he makes moves with everybody, too, in terms of, like, GMs like, you know, Sherrington. Uh, he's making moves, you know, with the Red Sox, the seventh move in the last 25 years the Red Sox has ever done with you. Yeah. I mean, they don't really make moves
2: Shout out to c He texted me last night. I couldn't think of the new baseball operations. Craig Breslow is the new head of baseball yeah. operations. And then, uh, you know, Cashman doesn't care. Cashman's, oh, you guys don't want this Verdugo guy? Boone came out there today, and he said, we've had our eye oh on, on Verdugo God. the I, last couple I'm, of seasons.
3: I'm loving him, dude. And, plus, He doesn't strike out, and now you have him and Soto who don't strike out. I mean, the problem is, what are the Yankees going to – I can't wait, dude, for Yankee fans, Keith. He's going to walk in the ninth inning of a tie game, and Yankee fans are going to be screaming, like,
4: you should have
1: swung for the Sanchez. Like, oh, my God.
2: Not me, not me, but you're right, because I was in there for the judge. I was in there for the judge home run chase to 60, 61, 62. Judge hit a double, and multiple people in that stadium said – I was there. I was at all three games. I'm like, yo, did you guys just sigh because he got an extra base hit? Are you watching the game or are you just hoping that you get a golden ticket, a home run hit to your seat? It's my friend
3: happening. Chris Hurley is the is the scouting director for the Texas Rangers, so he got me tickets to all three games. So I was at um, yeah, I was
2: at all those games. I wasn't there when he hit sixty. He yeah. hit sixty, I believe, against the Pirates, and I I was stupid. I was tired that night, and so yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get my rest and watch on TV. And I'm like, No, hell no! I have a media credential. I'm going now to all these games. It, though, <laughs> now I'm like, and now going to this now going into this next season, I'm I'm about to be back at the stadium for forty games, like I was every other year. 40 games minimum. It was tough,
3: too, because the Rangers won the playoffs that year, hockey, bro, so I was rooting for them. And then, you know, the Knicks and stuff, so I was like, bro, it was, it was so crazy, bro. But now you got to sign this guy. Like, I don't care getting him in the building is cool, bro. I can't see everyone's going to hate Cashman if he doesn't sign. Now, the thing is, is if you're Soto, right, um, you bring him to New York, hopefully you can sign him. Is it a guarantee that you're going to sign him? Absolutely not. There's no guarantee. Could he very well turn around and go to the Dodgers in 2025? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's very possible because the Dodgers are going to get Otani. I'm I'm very not hopeful the Yanks are going to get Yamamoto. I think whoever signs Otani is going to also get Yamamoto. I've been saying that so too. So if the Dodgers, the Dodgers get Yamamoto, the Yankees could easily pivot to like Aaron Nola. You
2: know they. But could if go Otani out goes there. to the Blue Jays, Yamamoto's not going to the Blue Jays over the Yankees.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, is he, This guy's going to cost like three hundred mil. So
0: like
3: what are you going to? Are you going to approach that Steve Cohen act, bro?
2: They said they that were. There's, that's what the reports yeah. are, and that's what I'm saying. People are yeah. acting like Hal Steinbrenner doesn't have a yacht that floats. Around right. Italy, too? like
3: <laughs> you think he has more money than, than Cohen?
2: Does? Hell no. Hell no. I'm not saying yeah, that. But, like, like you yeah. don't need all that money. It's baseball. You don't have to buy the world. You have to buy now, baseball he,
3: players. He, here's, what, here's what I want to say to people out there that are Oakland A's fans, that are Tampa Bay Rays fans, that are, you know, <laughs> Cincinnati Reds fans, that are like, oh, like, we need a small payroll to win. The Yankees need a big payroll to win, though. They really cannot afford to have such a small payroll, considering that they're in such a high market. So having this luxury payroll doesn't necessarily mean, oh, they won their championships. You take a look at the Yankees when they won their championships. It wasn't just them going out there and hiring guys, uh, free agents, because the Yankees never really splurged on big free agents. They made smart, savvy trades in season. They picked up guys that were past their prime, that came to New York and hit very well. It's not like the Yankees were going out there signing dudes. Now you take a look at now – the Dodgers 10 years ago weren't even on the face of baseball in terms of mm-hmm. payroll. Now,
2: they're, everyone, they're signing Magic everybody. Johnson and them came Yankees. in and said, well, we're going to try and buy our way. A lot of ownership right, groups have bro, come so, into baseball and said, we're going to try and buy our way to the World Series.
3: Right, right. and It always doesn't work out. But the thing is, is that everyone's hating on the Yankees for going out and flexing. If you live in the largest capital for payroll, of
2: course you're going to do that. Dude, the Even ticket prices, the food, yet. the beers, right. what what people pay right. in Yankee Stadium, they have right. the money. Thanks for the call, Mark. Mark's a good baseball fan out there in Cali uh, mixing it up. Yeah, I just saw that Jung-Hoo Lee. Yeah, the Yankees are out on Jung-Hoo Lee too, but the Padres are in on him. This is how it works, right? You pick up some guys, other guys get picked up, come off the board, whatever. So, Oh, yeah, so... um my guy, Matt, with the stats at MLB Network, who hit us with that fact about uh, 1968. Matt, if you're listening, we're definitely going to go to some games. <laughs> he hit me before. He said, 72% convinced the Padres are making us wait. And I said, they won't get a better offer. It's bad business for it not to go down now. I think it happens tonight, though. like, And it did happen tonight. Well, it happened last night. I said, the, if anything, they're holding on to the last bit of power they have. They're checking the medical physicals. Who does that? Who checks the medicals? The Yankees don't check medical physicals. The Yankees sign guys, trade for guys, just send them. Just send them. But, yeah, Matt, Matt's sentiment was basically this is the worst season in three decades. And Matt also hit the stat about they haven't had this low of a batting average since 1968. Most of my you know, friends, fans, most of us. We can't recall. We can't recall what that season was like. Steve is in Rockland, New York. Steve, you're on the fan.
1: Oh, Keith, man, let me just tell you a couple of things. First of all, you know if if Soto doesn't pan out, it's not on Cash. It's not on Cashman. That's number one because that guy was the the, the last guy. Kind of said some. No, can't get angry at Cash. Number two, I just want to tell you that you made my uh, Nielsen diary. You know, with the things that you feel, fill out. For Nielsen ratings, you're you you you're in there. And now, let's talk about 1968, Keith, mm-hmm. and a number that I could never forget. 267. 267 was the highest batting average on the team by Roy White, okay?
2: Shout out to Roy White. He's a good dude. He's still at the stadium. Oh, Roy
1: White. Listen, you know, I, I, I know him from... From I know, it, never mind.
2: No, but he he just put a book out, and and rest in peace to his wife. She just passed this year. Roy's a good dude.
1: Yeah, oh, and that dude was a guy who was indispensable when they when they won.
2: Straight out of Compton, yes, sir.
1: He, I mean, just just what a what a wonderful player. But in nineteen, Mickey Mantle's last year. And on top of everything, cherry on top, go look. You could check me on this. The Yankees' the last home game. I don't know if it was the last game of the season, but I know it was the last home game. It was Fan Appreciation Day versus Cleveland Indians? Okay, and the Yankees and the Yankees were shut out, but they weren't just shut out. I'm pretty sure it was a 28 batter. One hitter. The one hit was a Horace Clark. It was a, it was not a cheapie. It was it was a legitimate hit by the late great Horace Clark. And the guy who pitched for Cleveland was Louis Tiant. Okay, Louis Tiant. I'm pretty. Sure, I'm not sure if that was his rookie year, but it might have been. All right, so you know. So that's 1968, which was Mickey Mantle's last year. It was a nightmare. And you know what? If you look at the last game of this year, after Lemayu, Judge, and Glaber, the other guys in the lineup, none of them were hitting over 220. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. And I was thinking, wow, where have we seen? But I never thought 1968. I never thought, you know, it was, it could be that bad. <laughs> yeah, it was oh that Oh, my bad. God. But you know what? Tonight is a night to fit. Look, I, I agree. I, I agree that dis- not only is this guy a generational player, but from what I'm hearing, from what I, I – because I, I did watch the Yankee hot stove after the net game tonight. Mm-hmm. And those guys are rating about the other guys, an elite elite fielder, Grisham, 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 the other dude.
2: Yeah, Trent Grisham.
1: Yes, that he is an elite defender. Yeah. Which is going to... So
2: which. You, so you don't have to have Judge out there. If you start Judge in center field, you don't have to have him there late in games. I was really worried about that when that report came out. I'm like, Judge just had a bum toe. We're going to actually put him in center field in Yankee Stadium? Like... I don't think that's a wise plan, but they're they're gonna have it figured out.
1: Yeah, but Keith, here's the you know what? Here's the thing: you cannot tell that guy not to run through a wall. Right, He's that's what fly. I love. Yeah, that he is he epitomizes just like like the history. I mean, and now they gotta want to, and I want to look at this as a glass half full. I want to say that this is gonna give. G- Giancarlo Stanton a real jolt. Okay? This is his wake-up call.
2: Oh, yeah. All he's right? happy as hell. <laughs> he's happy as hell. He's like, alright, I don't have to be the uh, B guy to judge. It's Now it's about Judge and, and Juan Soto. Hopefully they forget about me, drop me in the lineup a little bit, and I can mash. And I yeah, hope and- he's working out and stretching and losing weight. They're saying he's going to be a little lighter, more flexible, more athletic. Great.
1: I mean, I... I, I and Now okay, the Yankees on their roster have, <clears throat> excuse me, three top ten players in baseball. Okay? Yeah. You got Judge. You got Soto. You got Garrett Cole. So, they, so right there, their roster.
2: Yeah, I can't wait for the All-Star game next year. Uh, they just got me so pumped for Dallas. The All-Star game is in Dallas next year. <laughs> I'm and you know,
1: I gotta got tell you, I wanted to call the night that Cowbell, the, yeah, and no, I man. wanted to ask him. I hope he's listening. I want to ask. I wanted to ask him if he remembered this one particular game where we were demanding Cowbell all night. It was a Yankee photo album night, all right? I don't know if you, unless you, you want to give me time to tell this story, because this is. You remember I told you the inmates used to run the asylum? Of course. What year? Okay, I'll tell you what. The starting right fielder was Lou Pinella, and the starting pitcher was Guidry. It was either 84 or 85. I can't remember exactly. But I do know that Butch Weiniger was on that team, and and it was one of the last years of, uh, oh, the guy they got from San Diego – Who everyone hated because he beat up Billy Martin. Oh, Dick! uh, I see him in front of me. He was a tall, gangly dude, and he could not do it here. Anyway, so we were in the oh my god, what a night! We were in the bleachers, and there was these these this guy was in front of us, and he was wearing a Boston cap, and he. Thoroughly insulted every single female member of Lou Pinella's family. Wow, <laughs> for like for like three gener three or four generations with incredibly vulgar, detailed language. I cannot tell you what was unleashed on him. Okay, unless you, you know. I mean, people were chewing on hot dogs and yelling, hey, Boston. And when he turned around, they took the hot dog out of their mouth and threw it at him. And it was like a firing squad. <laughs> and he he wouldn't... And now he's afraid to move. Okay? And this huge guy went up to him and said to him, if you hit the end of the game, you are my oh, my God. But that wasn't... That was only the half of it. Okay? Then... Because these guys, there were guys on that team, Bob Shirley, okay, Weiniger, and they were not the most popular players. And people were going over to the Yankee bullpen, all right, and they were yelling out their names and getting their attention and ripping their pictures out of the photo album, lighting them on fire and dropping them down yeah, to the bullpen no you
2: can't you can't even bring a fire cashman sign into the stadium no, now you? I'm making'm <laughs>
1: making any of this up and then on top of everything there was a huge like food for I don't know what you would have called it because everyone in the in the in the right field bleachers started chanting at the end of the, box seats suck it was it was a <laughs> Shout Johnny out to the guys. And I was just wondering, <laughs> and the whole time we were screaming for the cowbell, and we were getting. I wonder if he remembers this. I just rem- I wonder if he remembers this particular. Some, somebody night. Somebody of-
2: from the creatures is listening that was there in the eighties. I could recall. I'm sure when I go to the Christmas party Saturday, someone's going to say, "Yeah, oh Steve God, from I- Rockland was telling a story and illustrating that in my mind. I was there that night.
1: I mean, it was it was the, it was just. It was a night of anarchy at the stadium, and the whole, the cops, the security, nobody came near the people. This whole thing, I mean, they just sat by, and as long as it didn't really get more than it was, they were they just let it. Yeah, they let they people be. Let go, there man. were
2: no phones. Uh, they, and as long as it didn't get too rowdy or violent or physical, I'm sure you guys are just outside. It's New York. It's the Bronx. You could do what you wanted to do. Yeah, back then that was definitely Ali, Ramir, Ali Ramirez. Rest in peace to Ali Ramirez. Milton uh, kind of took the torch from Ali. Yeah. In the, oh yeah, in the yeah, late yeah. Yeah. You 90s. know what?
1: Uh, uh, but I'm telling you, man. You know that, like I said, like I said, the inmates used to run the asylum, and you know what? It's a little. You know, I mean, you used to—I mean, you used to be able to go to the stadium. Not, not then, but in 1968, you would go and play baseball in, in Macomb's Dam, and they would let you into the stadium with your bats and your gloves. <laughs> I'm not—I mean,
2: I can't wait to get back to the stadium. And like, I was dreading going to the stadium last year. Steve, thank you so much for the call, the storytelling. Uh, radio is theater of the mind maybe there were some people listening uh, or some people that were there that night that are listening that's before my time my time is really the last 10 years going to the new yankee stadium with the new younger bleacher creatures but the energy is still there when he just said box seat sucks shout out to tone and the guys and the guys that started a podcast called box seat sucks and you know the bleacher creatures are a family and a fraternity and that's been passed down and Man, I'm just excited for the young creatures that are like 17, 18, 19 that do go to all 81 home games. And they struggled through those home games last year in the rain when the team sucked, in the cold, uh, in the beginning of the season. And now there's just going to be a renewed lease on being a Yankee fan and going to the stadium and giving them that home field advantage. And uh, I mean, I'm a part of it. I'm getting older. I'm aging out. I didn't bring my son to a game last year. I felt like it was a cursed year. Uh, You know, I wasn't really in a rush to bring him, but now I'm excited again. Now I can't wait to get back there and just feel the energy because there will be more energy. There will be more excitement, and there will be more added to this offseason. It's December 7th. They're not done. But in two days, they completely changed the outfield. Juan Soto, who's one of the best players in the game, you just heard me get so excited about the thought of the All Star Game. Juan Soto being an All Star, Aaron Judge being an All Star, Gerrit Cole being an All Star. I'll be on the field at the All Star Game, mixing it up with them. Lord willing, it's lit. We're back. The Yankees are back. It's it's a good feeling. It's a it's a good feeling to actually go through what we went through with eighty two and eighty and being down on the team and feeling like they had a lot of scrubs playing. You make one move. Yesterday to get Verdugo, fans start yelling at Cashman and feeling like this isn't a good— but then I think after people slept on it, they said, hey, this isn't a bad move at all, and this doesn't take us out of the Juan Soto sweepstakes, and now the Juan Soto sweepstakes is over, and the Yankees are the winners. They didn't win the World Series, but they won the winner meetings, and I'll take that right now. 877 337 I got a little more to do here, about another 25 minutes left. If you'd like to get a word in on my show, join me. Call now. c in here. I'm sure he's ready to go. I told you I listened to the show. You should as well. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: My last 20 minutes here on the fan. Get money. In New York, get the money. A lot of money flowing around here with the Mets and the Yankees. And, I mean, these were trades. I feel like people always, like, and not always, but, like, there's casual fans that don't know the difference between um, trades and free agent signings. Like, the Yankees didn't flex their money here. They flexed their muscle. They flexed their, uh, you know, acumen, their their weight, their their prospects. Um, the fact that they're the New York Yankees walking around the winter meetings, and everybody knows that they went eighty-two and eighty, and they're not going to stand for that. They they flex that, and uh, you know they made the Verdugo move. They make the Juan Soto move. It's the most wonderful time. Emphasis on the Juan. I just saw. I think either New York Daily News or the New York Post. The back of. I got to get the paper tomorrow. That's a reminder. I right, I gotta. I'm gonna because I I don't get up until like like 9 30, 10, and by then the papers might not be there. But this is what I want. So the Daily News is gonna say it's the most wonderful time. You gotta love it. It's history, man. (laughs) I want this one. And then the, um, the New York Post has a cover of Juan Soto already in the Yankee pinstripes. Yankee hat, and it says he's the Juan. After awful 2023, Yanks make bold deal and bring Soto to the Bronx. Juan Soto, one of the best left-handed hitters in baseball, is headed to the Yankees, who completed a blockbuster deal Wednesday night. The Bombers are sending four pitchers, including Michael King and top prospect Drew Thorpe, to the Padres for what may be one season of Soto. Whatever, yo. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't ever look a season ahead. I don't know how people are doing that. How are you looking into the 2025 season and you don't know what's going to happen at all? You don't even know what's going to happen in spring training. You don't even know what's going to happen at the end of the NFL season. You're already thinking about what's going to happen in next year's free agency, next year's winter meetings. Where are next year's winter meetings? Nashville will always have a special place in my heart as well because they moved those around. They were in San Diego last year, which I thought was perfect because – not Juan Soto, Juan Soto on the brain – Aaron Judge was actually flying out to San Diego, and you got Brian Cashman saying he had no idea where Aaron Judge was. Like, yeah, he's he's on a plane actually coming to speak with the Padres. The Padres are going to offer offer him, him four hundred million. But I guess Judge knew they were fugazi. I guess Judge knew like, where are you four hundred million. Where are you going to get this four hundred million to pay me? This is a small market team. How how many season tickets? Season ticket licenses? Uh, did you sell? Can't can't possibly have sold that much, but yeah. Other than that, folks, man, I was gonna come on and talk a little bit. Like, and I'm just gonna hit you with the last couple things, just so it's a little bit of a break um, before you hear from C because of course C Mac, big Yankee fan, uh, a little bit older than me, so he's not. We're the same generation, a Yankee fan, but I think you know he probably remembers the you know mid to to late '90s a little bit more than than I can. Uh, But yeah, I was going to come in here and talk about honestly how weird today was, how I was pacing around my apartment, how I was just on edge, how I was, I was just had an attitude because I'm like, all right, I don't want to believe. I don't want to set myself up for failure. I don't want to be disappointed. So I just don't want to go too far. But man, Yankees Twitter, as soon as I wake up and check my mentions, people are like, Keith, it's happening. It's going, yo, Keith, Keith. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, well then I'm I'm leaning into it. If all these reporters are saying it, sure. But then as the day goes on and the sun goes down and nothing happens, I felt sick. I had to take a nap and I'm thinking it's Yankees for clicks. They played us, man. Damn. This might not go down tonight. We gotta wait another night. I mean, I still think it happens, but I woke up not thinking today was a day. It's the last day of the winter meetings. I'm like, this could be delayed because of medical, physical, whatever. Nah. Whatever. What else? Oh, Rob Sala, man. Rob Sala, Zach Wilson. This whole thing. I was just saying to Fleeks, like, bro. In real life, like, in real life, this is something out of like a, a TV show. In real life, they're asking the head coach of the Jets about his text conversations with Joe beningo <laughs> You can't. You can't make this up. I'm like, how did the Jets? The only the Jets can out the Jets. How <laughs> did the Jets find a way to top last year? When Chris Trevler played and the fans threw Zach Wilson's jersey on the field and the Jets were showing up dressed as, as bunny rabbits and the Grinch and all the other things that went on, they're, ask, they're asking the head coach of the Jets to clarify things that Joe Beningo, the legendary Joe B., host of Oh The Pain Podcast said, "Yeah, you got to love it. And that's why, like, anybody that hates on WFAN, anybody that tries to act like WFAN isn't what it is, like, go ahead on Twitter, type till your thumbs bleed, type till your your, your fingers get sore, hate on every host and everything from past, present, whatever, you, we're not going anywhere. This this mic is powerful, this station is powerful, and uh, Joe Beningo actually was brought up in the press conference with Rob Sala. But, yo, my message to Rob Sala is nice guys finish last. He's got to cut the nice guy stuff next year, especially if next year is potentially your last year here. And I know you want to come off as a nice guy. Like, you're, you're the head coach of the New York Jets. You're a head coach in New York. You're a head coach of an NFL team. You know, the receipts are piling up. You know, you came out with that receipts thing. Now the receipts are piling up in the wrong way. And for him to go back on the, like, oh, you know, what, like, Zach Wilson went from QB2 to QB1 to QB3, back to QB1. Tim Boyle gets two starts and gets released. What a mess. What a disaster, as Joe B would say. I was going to talk about that, but I feel like we've exhausted that. Yeah. All of a sudden, this week was supposed to be the week Aaron Rodgers was going to ramp up, right? No, now he's finally faded to black. Now he's actually going to play the background. with the Giants, Brian Dable saying they watched the film and they're going with Tommy Cutlets. Of course they are. There, there's no way. You, like, there's just no way. At this point in the season, right, it works two ways. You go with Tommy D, and he just plays all right, but not bad enough to be benched, and you lose these games, you lose out. You're on your way to picking the quarterback of your choosing in the top 10, top 7, maybe even top 5 picks. And I've been saying this and hinting at this with the commanders being right there. The draft is a competition, and they're your direct competition in your division. The Cowboys and the Eagles are not going through a rebuild anytime soon. Their quarterbacks are locked up. Jalen Hurts just got paid. Dak Prescott's going to work out another extension. The commanders and the Giants, I know Sam Howell had a decent little year, but I think I think they're with, with the new ownership, I think they'd be crazy to not draft a quarterback if they— have one of these guys fall to them. I think the Giants and commanders are right there again in the draft competing um, just like they were when it was Dwayne Haskins and, and Daniel Jones or uh, Saquon Barkley and Chase Young. It, this is important. I, I think, you know, the whole morale thing and the culture thing, whatever, uh, I understand that. I think they did that. They stabilized. They won back-to-back games, one on the road against the commanders who they own, another one against Bill Bel- Belichick. Good enough. I know players don't tank. You can't go out there trying to lose and not compete. That's how you get your your head knocked off. That's how you get hurt. But I'm telling you, with the way that the Packers are trending and the way that the Rams are trending as wild card teams at the end of the season, the, the Giants aren't beating them. I don't care if it's Tyrod or, or Tommy DeVito. And the way that the Saints, with Alvin Kamara speaking out about how inconsistent they are and the way that the Saints know that if they just figure it out, they could win their division and get to the playoffs. You're facing three teams in the NFC coming up that might be playoff teams, and you have two games against the defending NFC champs and the Eagles, who might give you one game. But even if they play Marcus Mariota in their backups, you might not beat them. And like, it's going to be tough to win with Tommy DeVito as your quarterback for the Giants. We're, we're getting there. It's Thursday. Thursday night football coming up. I mean, you're like, this is the year of the backup. We're about to watch Bailey Zappi versus Mitchell Trubisky tonight. Ew, ew, ew. These Thursday night football games, man. I mean, we had a good one with Geno versus Dak last week, but now you got to watch the tanking Patriots versus the Pittsburgh Steelers who had been outgained in all of their first nine games and then they lose Kenny Pickett and now I'm hearing stuff about Oh, you know, they, they were thinking about benching Kenny Pickett. That's my dog. I, I, I'm i rooting for Kenny. I think it was just a little bit of a sophomore slump mixed with Matt Canada. But I think the Steelers are going to be all right. I think they're going to be a playoff team. And here comes Mitch Trubisky, a higher-paid backup. Here's your opportunity to show why they paid you. Number two overall pick. 877-337-6666. My last 10 minutes, I'll take the rest of your Yankees calls. Dwight and Asbury Park, you're back on the fan.
4: Oh yeah. Uh, I was listening to um I think it was um Tiki and Evan talking about um Aaron Judge. Have they ever have they ever have the Yankees ever entertained the thought of playing um Judge at first base to alleviate the um Nope. Any um pain that he has from his body from th- all those injuries he has? No,
2: I think we we might have seen Judge at first base in spring training or something, like a reporter saw it and put it out there and people were like, Oh, Judge at first base. I think there's a thought with the length of his contract and how he's already been hurt that maybe he transitions into first base later in his career. You saw Bryce Harper do it this year, but no, Judge is a right fielder. He's an outfielder. They're gonna play him in center field. And if he's fully healed up and there's no real risk and no need for surgery with that toe, he's going to go out there and play. And they're not they're not thinking about moving him to first base. They, they'll have scheduled rest. They'll have DH days. And now it seems like they have four, five outfielders that are professional outfielders. If they need to get Judge off his feet, they'll get him off his feet. But I don't think they'll have him at first base. First base is going to be Rizzo, maybe some. LeMayu and I wouldn't be surprised if they they sign somebody or pick up somebody as as an insurance as a backup option. Hey, well,
4: what what's up with with um, Soto? They still in the run for him?
2: Dwight, are you serious? That, are you trolling? Is that a, that's a, <laughs> Juan Soto? Yeah. You were working yeah. tonight? Did you did you not get? You just got off of work or something? Yeah, they, it's done. They signed Juan Soto about.
4: Oh Uh, my bad, my bad. I didn't know. I just got
2: off. Hey, we got to clip that. That's hilarious. (laughs) You the man, Dwight. I didn't
4: know
2: where you work at in in, in Asbury Park. You know I'm from around the way. Yeah,
4: I'm from up at White Castle in Eatontown. I didn't know. I heard they
2: were trying to get him. Bruh, I used to hit that White Castle. Faded.
5: Yeah,
2: (laughs) I used to hit that White Castle. With the shenanigans on the late. But, yes, Juan Soto news broke uh, two, almost three hours ago, right before I went on air. The deal is done. I posted it at 1043. So, yeah, three hours ago, the Yankees made the deal, confirmed. It's Juan Soto and Trent Grisham coming here for Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka. It's a done deal.
4: Oh, I thought they were going to
2: try and keep King. Yeah, that they were. And that's kind of what held it up for a couple days. But I think they heard most Yankee fans, and myself included. I got on this mic when I had my last five-hour show, and I said, listen, I want Juan sort of like everybody else. And if Michael King, if hugging Michael King is what stops it, that will be an embarrassment. They can't do that. Michael King is... He's like undefined. He's we don't like. They're trying to make him a starter. He's not. I mean, and I get it. He's a weapon. He's a good pitcher. But they can overcome the loss of Michael King. Getting Juan Soto hey, changes everything.
4: Hey, uh, if if they, if they don't work out with um with Daniel Jones, my pick for the Giants' court as his next quarterback would be that guy from Carolina, on Mays. Six four and two thirty. I'll definitely take him.
2: If they can get Drake May, they got to lose out the rest of the way and get Drake May. He could potentially be there. Uh, I I I don't know. I don't I don't know.
4: Hey, oh, hey, um, if y'all couldn't get get May, what other receiver would you be looking at besides a Marvin Harrison?
2: Uh, Malik Neighbors is another name that was floated up uh, floated out there in the top picks for the Giants. So, yeah, Tankathon has Malik Neighbors out of LSU up there. Uh, Keon Coleman is someone that I've watched the last couple years at Florida State that I think is a dog, and he returns punts and kicks, and clearly the Giants need a punt returner. If they could get Keon Coleman, he is a man amongst boys at Florida State, and he's clearly going to be pissed off that his senior season went this way. Um, uh, The kid out of Ohio State, um, that other kid out of Texas, Xavier Worthy out of Texas, Emeka Egbuka out of Ohio State. This is a heavy... Quarterback and wide receiver draft coming up.
4: Hey, how deep is the draft for, for, the, for the DB position? Any Dion wannabes out there? there? There are,
2: and I think the first guy that that's name has popped up is Kool-Aid McKinstry out of uh, Alabama at corner. Uh, I think there's going to be some some top safeties, too. I mean, we're a ways away. I just kind of keep looking at Tankathon. Uh, Cooper DeJean. Cooper DeGene, I don't know. I'm not familiar with him out of Iowa, but there's gonna be some guys. Kalen King out of Penn State, um, Cameron Kitchens out of Miami. There's gonna be some top DBs and corners, and it'll all shake out now that college football is now gonna hit, you know, the bowl season, and then you know, before we even think about it, it'll be pro days and combine and and that's always fun. Dwight, thank you for the call, bro. I have to pull up on Dwight next time I'm zooted, uh coming up thirty-five. Swing through White Castle, give me a little Crave case or something. I used to be like (laughs) open late. Like I used to – I don't even want to tell any of these stories. I never – I don't think I ever actually pulled my whip up to White Castle, but I know some of the homies used to be like, oh, let's go get White Castle. And in the shore area where I live, there's so many other spots – like, you can go to Junior's. You can go to Nellies, You can even go to Cluck U a little bit later, just drive a little further. But some of the homies just, uh, just be set on, nah, nah, bro, I want White Castle right now. I want White Castle. I'm like, yo, we can get to Wendy's. Wendy's open late, too. Taco Bell's open late, too. Nah, bro, let's let's go to White Castle. Like, I guess. Last call of the night goes to Castro in Queens. What's up, Castro? You're on the fan. Hey,
5: my man, Die Hard, Mets fan. Congratulations, the Yankees got soda.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I, I wish you guys well. I wish you guys luck. Not so much in the Yamamoto sweepstakes, but I think there's still some other players out here. I'm on the record saying, even last year when uh, Max Scherzer was saying, they're not going for it. Uh, they're not going to be competitive for years. I'm like, Steve Cohen's still going to buy players in the winter. There's still going to be some guys wow. on, it, on the team. Like, let's
5: say on that. Let's stay on that. Steve Cohen. But let's say you guys got caught. Let's say next year, he gets happy. He comes to New York. He has a great year. He has the mansion. he Loves New York. Big Dominican population. Now, first time ever, the Mets. I'll bid the Yankees, and we get sold. As a Yankee as a Yankee fan, how would you feel?
2: It, it depends on how the season goes. It depends on what he does for the Yankees. If he is an All Star and wins the World Series, I, I won't. I won't trip off of it. I'll be like, whatever. We got. We got our one year rental. We got what we wanted out of him. But you know. Um, that, that's, there's, it's a long road till we get there, man. You know, things change yeah, so much. Best, I,
5: we never had the opportunity. Now with speed, we finally have that opportunity.
2: Yeah, you guys got to keep that, that dream alive. Like, you know, the dream of Otani we heard for the last two years. Oh, when, when, when Otani comes, becomes a free agent, he's definitely going to be mm-hmm. a med Uh, you know, that's, that's not really a thing anymore. Yeah,
5: with the, we never had the opportunity, but I, I hope we get Yam, Yamamoto and, uh, you know.
2: Yamamoto, maybe Jordan Montgomery. Thanks for the call, Castro. Yeah, I understand the Met fan has to keep that hope alive. It can't be fun. It can't be exciting to see uh, a a guy that played in your division, a guy that mashed in your ballpark as a Washington national, join the crosstown rivals, the hated New York Yankees. You got to keep the hope alive that it's a one-year rental and he doesn't win the World Series with the Yankees and the Yankees fail with all of the hype of Juan Soto joining an Aaron Judge, and Scott Boris has him hit free agency, and after a year being in New York, you hope he falls in love with New York, and not just Yankee things, but things that also the Mets can offer. And then Steve Cohen blows everybody out of the water, and Hal Steinbrenner says, well, no, we're not willing to go that far, and if Juan Soto doesn't build up any type of pinstripe pride and any loyalty 161st Street in the Yankee way, which I'm telling you is going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Judge, I mean, it happened for Judge, and I know Judge was obviously drafted by the Yankees, came up in the system, but Judge could have went elsewhere. All in all, he wanted that Yankee hat on. I I think there's something to it. I think it's it's deeper than, than the bread. It's deeper than the money. It's deeper than the dollar amount. Juan Soto might just like himself in that uniform, might like the feel of Yankee Stadium being, like, if if that's the case, money won't buy him out of that, and Hal Steinbrenner will fork up the cash to get him. Now I'm not saying he has the same amount of money as Steve Cohen because he doesn't, but I'm saying he might not be that far off. And if Juan Soto falls in love with the Yankees that much, maybe he tells Boris, hey, back off, bruh. We don't have to hit free agency. How much money can I really spend? I like it here. Let's sign the extension. I want to be a Yankee for life. I'm a Yankee for life. Thank God for making me a Yankee. I mean, I just defaulted into it, turned the TV on. Nobody made me do it. I'm glad I did, though. I wanted to be a part of it. Grew up and figured it out, man. Can't wait to go back to the stadium. C-Max coming up next. Let's continue to have a good night. Juan Soto is a Yankee. Call him up. You know the number to dial. I'm sure the overnight callers are gonna rock off. It's gonna be interesting. I'll be listening. My baby's having the night terrors, waking up in the middle of the night screaming, having separation anxiety. So I'm up. Looking forward to C Mac Show coming up next on the fan. I'm out of here. Later.
1: Sports Radio
0: 1019FM, W.